First things first, did Giannis and the Bucks just send a DM, a direct a message to Boston that they are the team to beat? Yikes, Giannis, a little physical. Shocking game out West, legend. shocking. Ending with jaw chanting Grizzlies in seven. We'll tell you how that came to be. And the Joker's summer started early. It didn't yes. stop him from accepting his MVP trophy in absolute awesome. style. Good morning, awesome. everyone. First things first, Jenna Wilson McWrights, Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilde. Even Nick had the Come on, look this. how happy the guy is, Nick. Even Nick had the He's, he's in summer vacation. He's got a new trophy. You got to be happy for him. No, no, not happy. Okay. Okay. Don't about rain the game, on this parade. It's an unbelievable game. We had to go 11 time zones over he, to reward the seventh best player in basketball. He on his Whoop parade. Whoop de damn do. Broussard. All right. Set it aside. We got to start. Little Buck Celtics. Game five last night. Boston owned this one right up until they didn't. Celtics were up by 14 in the fourth quarter, and it wasn't enough because Giannis Antetokounmpo plays for the Bucks. 40 and 11 last night from the Greek Freak, plus a great naughty defense out of Drew Holiday. As the Bucks win it, 110-107. They are now just one win away from going back to the conference finals. All right, Nick. Comeback or collapse? Was last night more about the Bucks comeback or oh. the Celtics collapse? Oh, I would love to make this about the best player in the world and a man who is going to go down as one of the 12 greatest players ever, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I would love to make this about Drew Holiday, who kind of made a statement yesterday of, you know who the actual defensive player of the year is, right? The guy who's always forgotten and whatever. How about I just steal the game from the guy who won defensive player of the year? Unfortunately... It was a collapse. The Boston Celtics were at home, up 13, 10 minutes away from being the favorites to win the title. And then it all fell apart. Mm. And it's hard to blame them because they had a number of things working against them, not just Giannis and Drew and the heart of a champion Milwaukee Bucks, but they had lingering in the background the curse of the Broussard, and now we have to add to it the wild kiss of death because let me take you through what happened. Jason Tatum does this, and TD Garden is electric. Oh, my God. That was better than his dunk over LeBron as a rookie. Up 13. We're going to win the series. We're going to – a new Celtics dynasty? Maybe. And Kevin Wilds. Oh, when Twitter fingers turn to trigger fingers, my friend, he got a little overeager. Okay. And he sends this. All right. Moments after that dunk, Celtics are really going (laughs) to bounce Katie and Giannis out of the playoffs in a span of 20 days. Little did he know, in a span of 20 minutes, this would happen. A 28-12 run from that moment forward. Seven offensive rebounds, a total collapse, and Brew. The real reason it's a collapse, and it's hard to blame them. You have the curse of the Broussard, you have the Wilds' kiss of death, is here's why. Brew, after the Al Horford put-back dunk to go up six, every Bucks basket came on a Celtics mistake. The Giannis three on an offensive rebound. The Drew Holiday three to tie it on a Marcus Smart turnover. The Bobby Portis 
put back to take the lead on an offensive rebound. It wasn't half-court offense execution. It was the Celtics tripping all over themselves because for the last, I don't know, it is just roughly 35 years, they've been mostly allergic to being a championship-caliber franchise, and they couldn't get out of their own way. And now instead of being the favorites to win the title, their season's over in 36 hours. So it's rough times, tough times, but it's a collapse. I'm going to say this, and and everybody knows I picked the Celtics in seven. I'm not wavering. Thank you, Nick, for not offering me the olive branch because I'm not taking it. I still believe. But that's it. I'm fresh out. I, look, I I was excited. Uh, I said on our radio show, The Eye Couple, last night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Fox Sports Radio. Last night, I was excited (laughs) when they were up 14, you're right, with, with 10 minutes to go. And I was picturing coming on the show this morning and gloating and rubbing it in Nick Wright's face. So I was hyped. But you know what? This game was so great. The finish was so great. Wild's Wild's going to be mad at me. But I wasn't even upset. When it went down the way it did. I love sports. It was such a great. I'm going to be honest. It was such a great display of basketball heart and character and oh my fortitude heart of a that I couldn't be mad. I could not be mad. That's right. I'm re- real talk. You had the Try. blood dripping from Giannis's eye. That's right. I mean, Preach, Nick, bro. look, you're partially right. You're partially right. It would the, the Celtics hurt themselves. Here's the Bobby Portis put back you're talking about the go-ahead bucket. Marcus yeah. Smart and Jalen Brown were both in position to get it. There it is. They, oh. they bump into each other, and that allows Portis to get the rebound and put back the bucket. They're, they should have had that. That might have been the game. Probably one of them gets fouled, and they go to the line yes. and seal yeah. the game. And then Marcus yeah. Smart, with 50 seconds left, he's just trying to do too much. I mean, what what – you're not Isaiah Thomas. It's a killer. The, the, the legendary one or the little one that played for the Celtics a few years ago. Either and one. so there's that. And then the last play. Look at the last play of the game. They still had ch- a chance. 5.9 seconds left. That's an eternity. Jason Tatum. Look at the top of your screen. He is wide open, Nick. Yeah. Would have been a two-on-one. Show that again, please. Because I don't know that everybody yeah. saw it. Jason Tatum is wide Wesley open. Wesley Matthews foul here. And it's a two-on-one. So Marcus Smart fell apart. And that's a part yeah. of the collapse. But, Nick, I, I got to give the Bucks some credit. They went six for six from three in the fourth quarter after shooting just 30% from the arc in the first three quarters. And Giannis himself yeah. hit a three. He entered the game shooting 10% from the arc. He hit a big three last night to pull him within three with a minute left. I got to give, and Drew Holiday, you mentioned it, two incredible defensive plays. So, Wilds, I'm sorry. Uh, I wasn't as upset as I thought I'd be. I was was down a little, but I wasn't ticked off because I had to give the Bucs some credit. Real talk. Okay. So, I I understand. I appreciate the uh, the the triumph of man and what makes sports wonderful and the inside and the NBA guys said the same thing like oh the Celtics what a great game I respectfully disagree 
It wasn't a great boxing match where both guys are tired and one person wins. Like, oh my gosh, two champions. Ah." No, it's a boxing match where one guy decided to start paying attention to the other stuff and then gets knocked out. It was a disaster. And I, when I said that the Celtics were going to win the game and knock out Giannis and KD, KD was right. I am allowed to do that, Nick. If there is a 94% chance, or whatever Dusty said here was in his, in his statistic that he tweeted, Dusty getting his own social media clout, I'm allowed to say that. If I wake up in the morning it and it's I see sunshine and birds mm. chirping and angels singing outside my window, I'm allowed to text you, Nick. Angels. Hey, looks like it's going to be a nice day. <laughs> Wilds thinks it's going to be a nice day just because there's birds chirping. It was all going my way until the Celtics fell apart. Until it wasn't. And he, here is the, the one statistic the you need to know outside of the offensive rebound. Hold on a second, Nicholas. The Celtics, <laughs> the Celtics did not take one three-pointer in the entire fourth quarter. In the entire fourth quarter. They just didn't take a three. That hasn't happened in the playoffs in over 10 years. Just stopped playing their game. It's like, ah, they took 31 threes in the game, but none in the fourth quarter. That takes some mid-ranges. Maybe maybe get a layup. Maybe maybe we'll lose the ball. The Celtics stopped playing their game. It was an epic collapse. I I don't think you can overstate how bad this loss is. Here's the thing. I'll go a step further, Nick. They're never getting past Giannis. They're never getting past Giannis. This is a Jordan scenario. This is a LeBron scenario. You're jumping off. It's a total disaster. You're jumping off. No, of course he's jumping off. That's what it's all about. No, he's right. I got kicked off. in game six. He didn't. They've got a chance in game six. No way. Seriously. They don't. We just saw him go to Milwaukee and get the W. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Just real quick. Because they do have a lot of forces working against them. They have, I mentioned, the curse of Broussard, the wild's kiss of death. But you know who also stepped in yesterday? The basketball gods. Because you know what the basketball gods don't like? In a great fourth quarter of a great game, the defensive player of the year flopping to get an offensive foul with three and a half minutes left. You have a robe and everything. Maybe play straight-up defense. What happened to Marcus Smart after that flop? Well, we'll show it to you. Oh, my God, oh, I've been on. shot. It, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Heady. That's a seven-footer. By the green he- that's haired That's a seven-footer okay, hitting no, him right in the that's chest. Fine. That, oh, that's a okay. shot. It's a flop. Easy okay. for you to Whether say you sitting there in your Versace slippers. What? What? Listen. Thank you. How'd you know? Whether you think it's a flop or not, <laughs> here's what I do know. After that, the basketball gods had something for Marcus Smart. Because he turned the ball over that you showed. We haven't even shown well, he, yeah, him getting his shot apart. stuffed by Drew Holiday, one of the best defensive Ugh. play of the season. And then he turned it over late on the final play of the game. So Drew was unbelievable. The basketball gods were against Marcus Smart. And one last point about Giannis. Because I told you all before the series, the series starts Milwaukee up 2-0. Because Giannis has two guaranteed 40-point wins. Two games. Well, now yeah. both of them have that. So, I mean, we just saw one of them last night. But more importantly is this. The difference between being one of the greats and being one of the greatest are these moments. Brew, last year, game seven, overtime, round two, tie game, 40 seconds left. Giannis, jumper from 13 feet. 
That May jumper was the difference between the Bucks going home in round two and winning the title. Last night, a minute 40 left, down six, season on the line. Giannis, despite the fact that Stan Van Gundy is basically cyberbullying him about taking threes for two weeks now, Giannis <laughs> says, take exactly this, Stan, right. <laughs> I'm shooting it, and no, save their shot. season. That's, those two shots Pointed at him. are the difference yeah. between Giannis having no titles and being about a month away from two titles and two finals MVPs. That's what the greatest oh, of the great greats call. do, and he did it last night. All right, Wiles. 40 points Wiles. out of Giannis. Yeah. How did you abandon him so quickly? I'm way off. Bucks looking to I'm close over. this out tomorrow in Milwaukee. Uh, another very eye-opening game last night we had out west. One of the most shocking outcomes of recent memory. First things first, we're back after this. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. We got some USFL action to talk about all weekend long on Fox Saturday at 3 Eastern. Broussard's New Orleans Breakers taking on Broussard's New Jersey Generals. And then Sunday at 4 Eastern, the Pittsburgh Maulers square off against the Houston Gamblers. One team, Broussard, you got to pick one. It is all coming up this weekend only on Fox. 
Shoot. That's never happened before. Uh, back to well, hoops. Talking some Grizzlies Warriors, thank you. If I told you this game was a ridiculous blowout, would you have picked Memphis without John Morant to have come out on top? You should have. Grizzlies taking down the Warriors by 39 points. They led by as many as 55 in this game. Draymond said it was just one game. Don't make too much of it. Well, Ja had a slightly different approach to it. Take a listen. I love this guy. Grizz in seven, oh, perhaps. Him. All right, Nick. Yeah. From what you saw last night, have the Grizzlies exposed the Warriors? Oh, I absolutely believe so. Brew, how much do you love Ja? Can you imagine turning your back on a guy like that, being his biggest fan and then being his sworn <laughs> enemy? God, I would never get over that. I would, I, I, I honestly would never get over that. Just like I'd never get over if I voted Jokic over Giannis or other people MVP, and then on the same night Giannis wins the game, it's like, no, the Warriors are unbeatable, guys. Nobody can blame them except they can lose by 60 to a team without its best player. But that's neither here nor there. So this game was 29-28 Memphis with a minute left in the first quarter. Memphis then Brew went on a 90, let me get this right, oh, a humble 90 to 29 run to go up 50-some going into the fourth. 90 points in 25 minutes of basketball, which I looked it up, would be a near record for an all-star game. For an all-star game. So here's my biggest takeaway. I, I, don't, think, I, I don't agree with Ja. It's not going to be Grizz in seven. But you know what's also not going to happen? This Warriors team's not winning 10 more playoff games. It is impossible for me to believe this Warriors team can win the title. You cannot have that type of performance. This game mattered. A game six is another chance for injury. More wear and tear on an older team. To come out that flat, to be that embarrassing. I I said earlier in the week I was losing any faith I had in the Warriors' ability to win a championship. It's now down to zero. It's like a lot of of my friend's current cryptocurrencies. It was once flying high, and now we are finding (laughs) bottom. It is is trading at zero right now, Brew. (laughs) So I, it is impossible for me to believe the Warriors can win 10 more playoff games as presently constituted, which is what it would take to win the title. Okay, part of my role on this show as the wise elder statesman is to bring a historical perspective to this situation. And Nick, you, you know this, you're a historian as well. Teams can have a bad night, as Draymond Green said, And then rally uh, behind it like nothing ever happened and come back to do great things. I take you back to 1985. Game one of the NBA Finals, they called it the Memorial Day Massacre. Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. They get destroyed by 34 points in game one against Wild Celtics. And that, Nick, was a year after the tragic Johnson finals, right? Where magic was horrible. And so you can imagine the mindset of the Lakers at that moment, like my goodness. And everybody's saying this team's just mentally soft. They're they're defeated. They can't beat the Celtics. They come back and win not only the next two games, the Lakers, but they win the series in six. So it can happen. I'm not with you on downing the Warriors. I don't think they're going to win it. I got Phoenix in the West. 
But I do think if somehow your Mavericks get past the Suns, I think that Golden State will beat them. And I do think they win this series. Now, let me get to the elephant in the room, Nick. And I'm a ja, I'm Ja's guy. Ja is my man, but you know oh, it's no, facts you're over feelings. On him too. And let me let me preface this. Oh, no. Let me preface this a few times. Number one, if I'm the Memphis Grizzlies, I am signing Ja Morant to a long-term max extension and making him the face of my franchise as soon as possible this offseason. No thought. I'm doing it right now. Okay. I, I also think long term, the Grizzlies are certainly better with the great Ja Morant, who may become the face of the NBA, not Uh-oh. just the franchise. But right Uh-oh. now, for whatever reason, and I haven't seen this in my 27 years of covering the NBA, the Grizzlies are better without Ja Morant right now. I mean, they just are Nick. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. It's a large sample size. Look at the record. With with Ja, that's a 52-game win pace over 82. Without him, that's a 63-game win pace. You see, it's not just about against chunks. They've beaten 10 out of 15 playoff teams. And let me read off some of those teams, Nick. Dallas in Dallas. Miami in South Beach. They beat Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, uh, Golden State, and Phoenix without Ja. And look at the offense. They score more. The defense is markedly better. They win by 14 points a game. I don't know if it's just more ball movement, if this defense obviously gets better. Whatever the reason, this year, this team, I mean, you just said it, 90 to 29. They were down 2-1 when Ja was playing. For some reason right now, they're better without Ja, and that has something to do with what happened last night. So I'm not putting it all on the Warriors, Nick. Memphis is a monster. And so they need to, Golden State needs to get okay. rid of them in six wilds and don't, don't, don't deal with them anymore. Like, like uh, Apollo Creed with Rocky, just get rid of them and, and let it go. I mean, Broussard, I, I think it's you did just did an excellent job there, Broussard, of sort of saying what everyone is thinking. Like, man, this is sure is strange that the Grizzlies are this good without their star, but you're afraid to go the entire way. Because if that's the case, you're like, well, I still want to sign Ja. Do you think oh, what, what would need to happen to make Ja, I don't know, expendable? Like, if, if the Grizzlies are that good without Ja, then no. why are you at the same time Stop. saying I would sign him? I, I know it's insane, right. but the numbers Here's don't lie at this do. point. The Grizzlies are so good. It's the old Ewing theory that Simmons talked about. Here's my summer if I'm the Grizzlies, Wilds. I'm looking at all the film, and I'm saying, okay, how can we work Ja in? Maybe Ja becomes a little bit more of the system than being quite as the ball dominant and things like that. That's He's good. still going to be their best player, and you need a superstar to, or long term. But I just think you got to make you got to figure out the best way to make everybody shine while Ja is is there wow. shining himself. But I don't get rid of him at all. Well, Jenna, I never thought it would happen. Go. I'm the only Ja guy left on the show. But wow.
I'm the only guy. I'm a job guy. Gross. Don't sorry. take. You're, you're not taking job. No, you're not guys. taking job. You're just realist. Job will respect the objectivity. Just, you know. It is that time. Broussard Thank breaking you. out the bud list, putting guys on notice. Could Luca be on that list? His Mavs face elimination tonight. I don't know. Not my segment. Broussard knows it's his. Bru, tell us who's under the most duress in the world of sports. Well, Luke, Luca avoided the list, Jen. I'm not trying to motivate Luca. Uh, it's time to get rid of Luca. Oh, get, get rid of them. Sweep him out of the playoffs. We'll see you next year, Luca. All right, um, I'm starting with Kyrie Irving. Ky Kyrie vowed his undying love and support and commitment to the Nets after the four-game sweep against Boston, but GM Sean Marks yesterday, not so fast. He was non-committal when asked about Kyrie being a long-term part of the franchise, so he doesn't do that. He doesn't come out that strong, Sean Marks, unless he's got the backing of ownership. And they've sat down and, and let him know, look, we're going to let you make this decision. And so Kyrie's got to decide, does he opt out of his last year of his deal or does he play one more year with the Nets and take care of it next season? If he opts out, I it's going to be rough sledding out there on the free agent market. The only teams with big cap room are Detroit, Wilds, Orlando, Magic, Indiana, Hello. Uh, San Antonio, and Portland. None of which I think really want to spend that much money on Kyrie and none of which he wants to play for, I'm pretty sure. So he's going to have to, you know, humble himself a little bit and get with the program that the Nets are putting forth. So we'll see if he does it. All right, at number four, sticking with the association, Chris Paul, CP3. I think this is his best chance to win the championship in his career. And the reason they are in a battle royal with Knicks Mavericks is because Chris has not played well the last three games. He's averaging eight points and seven assists in the last three games. He needs to step up. And like I said about Golden State and Memphis, just get rid of Dallas. Don't fool around with these guys because Nick is right in that they have the best player in the series. You don't want to see him in a game seven. So take care of business tonight, Chris, and move on to the conference finals. At number three, Mike Brown. All right, the new coach, because Ooh. Steve Kerr has COVID, uh, Mike Brown's leading the Warriors and now, and the new coach officially of the Sacramento Kings. Now, Nick, I, you might disagree. I don't think this is Mike Brown's fault, but the optics are bad. I mean, the optics are Not horrible. Great. The last two games, they've been outplayed demonstrably by the Grizzlies without Ja Morant. And last night, you get beaten in historic fashion. Um, they look more like the Kings than they do the Warriors since Mike's took up, taken over. So, Mike, go ahead and, and you got to regroup, get rid of this team in game three. All right, at number two, we are going to Marcus Smart, defensive player of the year. That was great. That was exciting. But last night, my goodness, he was trying to do too much. Two turnovers in the last 50 minutes. And ironically, they were defensive Second. plays by Drew Holiday and against the defensive player of the year that won the game. And Drew blocks his shot. I don't blame Marcus for going for that shot. It, it looked like he had it, but great play by Drew Holiday. And then here, he misses Jason Tatum wide open on the right sideline. I can't stress that enough. You gotta make that play. You're a point guard. You're supposed to have court vision. He also was a part of the 
Bobby Portis offensive putback that was the game winner when he and Jalen Brown collided and lost the ball. All right, uh, at number one, a trifecta. Doc Rivers, Mm. James Harden, and Joel Embiid. We all know the deal. They they could be eliminated tonight in game six. In Philadelphia, the fans are not going to be happy. Doc could lose his job if it happens. James Harden, that lucrative long-term extension, is in jeopardy. And Joel Embiid, the narrative, whether you believe it or not, the narrative is out there that he was moping in game five because he didn't win the MVP. Um, That's soft if that was the case. If it's going to affect you, let it motivate you to go out there and punish the Miami Heat. Um, So the feeling is that Joel better step up or we're going to start thinking, dude, man, you're a little bit soft to be winning, trying to win championships. So uh, the pressure's on those guys. While that is the bud list. Okay. Uh, I like the bud list. Granted, you always make fun of me for breaking the rules of the bud list, and all of a sudden we've got seven people on a five-person list. No big deal, but I would just <laughs> you know, save the energy when I go a little bit rogue. Well, so for number list, one, so I'm going to go know. back and, and add, <laughs> fair point, uh, I'm going to add Sean Marks. Sean Marks' press conference, he's, I guess he read Flashkey's article with uh, Jeannie Buss. He's like, hmm, controversy and internal rumblings? Let me do you one better. Let's take a listen to what Sean Marks had to say. It's honestly not just Kyrie. I mean, you bring Kyrie up, but we have decisions to make on, on a variety of different free agents throughout, uh, throughout our roster. Um, we haven't had any of those discussions yet, so it would be unfair for me to comment on you know, how it looks with, with us and Kyrie, because to be quite frank, he has some decisions to make on his own. So he has to look um, at what he's going to do with his player option and so forth like that. But I think we know what we're looking for. You know, we're looking for guys that want to come in here, be part of something bigger than themselves, um, play selfless, play team basketball, uh, and be available. And that goes not only for Kyrie, but for, for everybody here. Oof. Okay, Nick. Oof. Want to be something yeah. bigger than themselves. Don't play selfish basketball. Be available. Sean Marks was hired by the Brooklyn Nets because of his Spurs pedigree. What he is describing is Spurs basketball. And right now, with the construction of the roster and the drama off-court between Ben and Kyrie, KD is is as close to being Duncan-esque as possible, but he's a little happy on Twitter. Gets a little loose on Twitter. But the guy is about basketball. But that's it. There's so much that's other true. drama. This team is so far from being the Spurs team that Sean Marks was supposed to make. I think he's starting to feel it. Like, man, how did I get into this mess? I thought I was going to recreate the Spurs right down to bringing Patty Mills here, and it's not working out. So I've got Sean Marks on the bug list, Nick. Yeah, listen, I think uh, let's just stay here. I think it's a good addition. I, You know, unless Sh- Sean Marks, I hope, you know, logged into a Twitch stream to relay that message to Kyrie or else I'm not sure he's going to get it. Now, it's kind of rude of Sean Marks, if you ask me, Brew, to be talking about the Nets front office plans without the full front office in attendance. I mean, Kyrie Irving is his partner in this decision about what to do with Kyrie Irving. So one would think we could have been asking Kyrie Irving questions about the Nets plans to extend or not Kyrie Irving. But here's what I wonder, Brew. John Marks is not a dumb man. He either is saying these things because he does not care how they land with Kyrie, 
or he's saying these things almost as a challenge to Kyrie. And I don't know if it's a challenge to be more available or a challenge to open up the possibility of not being a net. Because I do not think the Nets want to give Kyrie Irving a four-year maximum extension. And Kyrie no longer can play the card of, oh, well, that's fine. You don't want me. You're not going to have KD. KD is locked in till 2026. And I think Sean Marks is feeling a little empowered because despite how disastrous the last couple seasons have gone, finally... He does not have the players holding full leverage over him. And I think you're seeing Sean Marks say, we've tried it your guys' way. We fired Kenny Atkinson. We ran it with DeAndre Jordan. We let you guys run things. It has gone as poorly as possible. Now we are going to try to get back to the culture we had when you got when Katie and Kyrie got here. When we had good culture but not right. enough talent. Now we have a ton of talent and no culture. I think that's the message he's trying to relay. No, I agree with you. And I, I think Sean Marks did a good job yesterday. He, they've got to regain control of the franchise, as I said, after they were swept by Boston. Here's what I do if I'm the next. I sit down with Kyrie. I don't wait for him to make a decision about his contract. I sit down with him soon and say, look, Kyrie, we love you. Your game is awesome. There's no question about that. We want you to be a, a part of our franchise long term, but there's no, we can't sign you to a long term contract right now with what's happened over the past few years. You haven't played enough games, whether it was injuries or personal reasons, the vaccination, whatever. We're, we can't do that. So we want you, we're asking you to opt into the last year of your deal. We believe, Kyrie, we can win the title next year. We got KD. We got you. Ben Simmons is now healthy and will be back. We can win it. Let's run it back, and then we'll take care of you after next season. But right now, that's what I would say. And if Kyrie's like, nah, thanks, but no thanks, I'm opting out, I'm like, then I, I let you, okay, test the free agent market. We'll look at possible sign and trades. And if it came down to re-signing him, one-year deal. One-year deal, maybe a two-year with the second year as a team option. But I'm not giving you a long-term deal. And the market out there isn't going to be great for Kyrie either. So he doesn't have a ton of left. Not a great market. All right, set it aside. Time for Knicks NBA medals. Jason Tatum recently invited into Knicks Club Superstar, one of the 12 best in the league. Didn't get invited to Knicks medal stand, though. 34 points, but the Celtics took a tough loss last night. So, Nick, who made the podium today? Oh, unprecedented podium. First time ever a coach makes the podium. Taylor Jenkins. Get your bronze medal, buddy. Talk about having a team ready to play. Talk about having a team locked in on the task at hand no matter what the uh, outside factors are. I really thought we might show some Grizzlies highlights instead. We're just looking at Taylor Jenkins' beautifully manicured beard. I wish I could do that. What a great beard by him. He gets a bronze medal. Silver medal. Giannis. Giannis. Just the silver. 40 and 11. The biggest shot of the game. Outstanding for four for three quarters. Wasn't great in the first. So why does he not get the gold? Drew Holiday. Defensive play of the season. On the defensive player of the year. 
to save the Bucks season? Maybe. One of the most underrated players in the NBA. A guy who I once had to argue days ago against n- people that won't be named. Uh, maybe Drew Holiday's better than Kyrie Irving. Oh, Nick, that's ridiculous. It's slow ridiculous down. anyone slow would down. disagree. Gold medal. Oh, slow down. Yeah, if the, go- if the goal is to win basketball games, I think I want Drew Holiday on my side. Drew Holiday rightfully gets a gold medal. here with Rick Buecher. We're talking LeBron and the Lakers. What do you do to fix what happened this season? Well, according to LA columnist Bill Platchke, he's hearing the solution might be not to fix LeBron and the Lakers, but to remove LeBron from the Lakers. That is if Phil Jackson gets his way. Here's what he said on the Doug Gottlieb show. I've heard that Phil would like LeBron traded. I've just heard that. But I've got no nothing to back that up. No on the record stuff to back that up. But I think Phil I know I, I do know that Phil would like them to keep Westbrook and try to make it work with him. A lot of what we see coming up is gonna be Phil's fingerprints. And where that stands with LeBron is. I don't think he's I don't think he loves LeBron. But yeah. again, I think Jeannie would overrule him on that. But it's just it's 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 such a dizzying collaboration. There's so many cooks. And I was like, Jeannie, why don't you just hire one person, one person to run the damn thing? And an outsider, an outside voice, a non-Laker. And she's like, everybody collaborates. I'm a collaborator. I'm going to keep collaborating. And I'm going to rely on the people I trust. Nick, I, I'm chomping at the bit here. I, I'm dying to know what your reaction yes. is to this. Well, it's like this specific interview was designed by an algorithm just to infuriate me. Because right when they got done talking about that, Doug and Plashke did a three-minute relitigation about how the 2020 Clippers were actually better than the Lakers and how the Lakers wouldn't have beaten them and their championship doesn't count. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I just had to listen to about how Phil Jackson is going to get overruled, overruled. He's not even in the officially with the team. They overruled, and then I have to listen to Phil. If, if Phil is saying, uh, you know, he doesn't really like LeBron. You don't say. You, you, you mean Phil and LeBron might have a little bad blood? But this isn't a basketball IQ test. This is like walking. I've always said if I ran an NFL team, one of the first things I would do if I was going to hire a head coach is I'd take him to a blackjack table and watch him play. I'm like, oh, you stay on 16? I'm not hiring you. Oh, you don't split eights? Get out of here. Like, some of these things are obvious. And if you watch the Lakers last year, Rick, you're like, hmm, probably can only keep one guy. Should it be Russell Westbrook or LeBron James? (laughs) You know what? I think we can make it work with Russ and just cut our losses with LeBron. Well, you're either two doors you can walk through. It's either a personal beef or you're a total, utter idiot so i don't know which one phil jackson would rather walk through i have an idea which one it is but but listen i'm just glad Jeannie bus is taking advice from her godfather magic johnson her best friend linda rambis her best oh. friend's husband kurt kurt rambis and her ex-fiance because that usually is how the best businesses are run it's so dumb 
it's so dumb. Yeah, I can't. Believe well, look, it. Uh, ahead, Doug and Bill are right. I, I don't that want to if there wasn't a bubble, that the Clippers, the Clippers would have would have beaten the Lakers. Oh, but let's shut up. We'll put that aside. <laughs> and since I am giving, turn your own mind. I'm giving love advice. Thank you, Rick. I'm giving love advice. Smartest I, thing you said. I have to also. add this. <laughs> this segment. Uh, love and business. You don't mix them. Jeannie, uh, you're bringing Phil Jackson in, and I was okay with the idea that Phil Jackson was going to advise you on who you were going to hire as your next coach. I am not bringing him in to advise me on personnel or the structure of my roster because I've already seen that show in New York and I know how well it didn't go. So I'm not going there. But all that said, I can, I can actually understand why someone would think, man, it's too bad we can't trade LeBron because at least he has trade value. If we're really just pie in the sky, want to rebuild the Lakers at least LeBron would bring us something. Russell Westbrook, I'm not going to get anything for, so trading him isn't necessarily going to change anything. It's thinking that, and then immediately going, yeah, but that's not reality, so let me get back to reality and what I'm dealing with, because LeBron James isn't going anywhere, doesn't want to go anywhere. What I don't do is, I don't say it out loud, and I certainly don't say it out loud where someone like an LA Times columnist might hear it and repeat it and say, I don't have anything to back this up, but this is what I've heard. Because what does this do with Le- for LeBron James or as far as your relationship with LeBron James? I'm sure LeBron wasn't happy from the start that Phil Jackson is being brought in as an advisor. That can't make him feel all that great. But now, now you actually are listening to Phil tell you hey, you know what, Uh, we should maybe think about LeBron being expendable. What do you think about that? This is a, it's it's not a basketball IQ thing. It's a organizational chemistry issue that we have presented here. And, And I also love that Bill doesn't say who he talked to, but he goes from saying, I heard this, to Jeannie and I were talking about this. I'm like... Right. Bill, I don't know whether you intended to or not, but, but man, right. you had all fingers pointing toward Genie as saying, hey, you may not believe this, but Phil thinks that maybe we should move on from LeBron. It is a Absolutely. bad look all the way around and only makes their off-season challenges even greater. Rick, it's exhibit F. G, L, whatever you want to, how deep you want to go into the alphabet. That Phil Jackson, the greatest coach in NBA history, should not be running a franchise in any way, shape, or form. All right? Like you said, we already saw it. And, and you might say, well, he doesn't even work for the Lakers. But Plasky said his fingerprints are going to be all over this thing. We saw this act in New York. And let me get specific. He fired Mike Woodson a year after Woodson led the Knicks to the second round of the playoffs. That's the only time they've been there in two decades. All right? He replaced him with Derek Fisher, his former player, mistake. Replaced Fisher, after he fired him, with Kurt Rambis, former or good friend, mistake. Replaced him with Jeff Hornacek, mistake. We know the personnel decisions that were made. Mistakes all around. And now here we go again. You're choosing Russell Westbrook 
over LeBron James, I would get it. it. I wouldn't agree, but if somebody said, you know, Phil's about the triangle, Phil's about ball movement, and LeBron's a ball-dominant player, and you can talk all you want about Jordan. Jordan shot a lot. He shot a ton, but he wasn't ball-dominant. Nobody in that triangle was ball-dominant. And if you said that, okay, I, I wouldn't agree, but I would be like, okay, logically, I get that. But then to say, yeah, LeBron can't fit, but Russell Westbrook can't. What? He's way more ball dominant than LeBron. He's, his basketball IQ is far lower than LeBron's. Like, what are we talking about? And that's where the Knicks point, it shows that this is personal. And Jeannie is letting that poison get into the franchise. It's just a mess. I mean, my good, like Rick said, or, or Blasky said, hire somebody as your head basketball guy and let him do it, period. If it's Palinka, let Palinka do it and stop listening to the whispers of all these other people out there. Crazy, Wilds. It's crazy. It's fair. Okay, so just for the sake of the discussion, and I'll throw this to Nick, let's say that Phil Jackson is not 100% motivated by a personal beef with LeBron. Let's just, just open up your aperture a little bit and say, hmm, maybe, maybe this is the right move. The guy has won 11 championships and has coached some, you know, three of, your, I think, your top 10 greatest players of all time. So it feels like he would knows some qualities and some in what it takes to coach a great player. And he's saying LeBron should be moved. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that Next year, we're talking about the reasons to keep LeBron. I hear more, and granted, this might just be media talking leaks, about breaking Kareem's record in a Laker jersey than I do about winning a championship. It's like, ah, well, you know, he wants to be in a Laker jersey, break the record. It just doesn't feel like the ship is pointed in the right direction. And maybe Phil, obviously Uh I'm just speculating, but maybe Phil sees that. May feel like wow, the re- we're like focused on the wrong thing as an organization that has only been above 500 twice in the last nine years, has only made the playoffs twice in the last nine years. So I'm just putting it yeah. out as a creative thinking exercise for you. If it's not personal beef, what do you think it is? I think I think Phil Jackson lost his fastball a decade ago. I think you want to count championships and great players. Red Arback is right on that list. I wouldn't want him coaching the Lakers or advising Genie Bus either, but that's because he's been dead for a okay. decade. Like, I mean, give me a break. But, like, stop it. They, they, there's a lot of all-time greats that, that are no longer know what they're doing. With all that said, nothing would thrill me more than if LeBron James got traded from this travesty of a franchise the Lakers have turned into. I would be delighted. I'm not a Lakers fan. I want to watch LeBron James play big basketball games. So I would love if this happened. But as my job, dripping in objectivity, I must call it as I see it. And if you watch the Lakers, you're like, I'm going to make it work. Run the triangle with Russell Westbrook. And we're going to move on from LeBron James. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Look, it's going to be an interesting summer for the Lakers, however you look at it. Hey, the NFL season right around the corner. Every game is going to be revealed at the 2022 NFL schedule release. It's live. It's tonight. It's 8 p.m. Eastern. It is on FS1 and NFL Network. Excited for that. 
And while you're watching that, why don't I take your chance to win $1,000 playing FoxBet Super 6? Scan the QR code and enter your picks for a free chance at some money. All right, time now for stories to start your morning. Brought to you by Ram Trucks, built to serve. Talking Bucks Celtics game five last night. Boston owned this right up until Boston did not own it. They were up by 14 in the fourth quarter, and it wasn't enough because of Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo put up 40 points, 11 rebounds last night, plus a great night of defense out of Drew Holiday. So the Bucks win it 110-107. They're now just one win away from going back to the conference finals. Nick, was last night more about the Bucks' comeback or the Celtics' collapse? It was uh, Celtics' collapse, but it was not all their fault. They had a few gods against them. Kevin Durant has t- hmm. taken to calling himself and a few other NBA players gods. And Giannis is one of them. And Giannis took that game from Boston, and these margins, Brew, are so thin. Giannis, last year, game seven, second round, tie game, 40 seconds left in overtime, 13-foot jumper, finals points of the game, win the game, move on. If he misses that shot, he has zero rings right now. Maybe KD's got another one. Last night, down six, minute 40 left, Giannis, after being bullied all series by Stan Van Gundy. I like you, Stan, but let the man shoot his threes. He enjoys it. He's doing everything. Nails a three. If he misses it, they lose the game. Instead, Giannis stepped up. But the other gods at play here, Brew, were the basketball gods. There were a lot of things angering the basketball gods. Marcus Smart flopping with four minutes left. You're the defense player of the year. You're going to flop. Well, how about you just turn the ball over repeatedly at the end of the game? But you know, the other thing that angered the basketball gods, this tweet. Oh, Kevin Wilds. When things are going bad, they're going real bad. And Kevin Wilds, right as Jason Tatum dunks the ball for his hometown beloved Boston Celtics to go up 13 points for a chance to win their second title since the fall of the Berlin Wall. Kevin Wilds is already talking about legacies. Celtics gonna bounce KD and Giannis out of the playoffs in 20 days. And in the span of 20 minutes after that tweet, the basketball god smited him. They said, no sir, you're gonna blow a lead in the most excruciating fashion possible. Up 13, what, bro? They're 10 minutes away from being the favorites to win the title. Now they're 36 hours away from having their season ended. So that's a collapse. You're at home. You have dominated fourth quarters in this series, even in games you've lost, and you blew it. And you blew your season. And it's tough sledding, my friend. So, yeah, that's a collapse. It's a big-time collapse. Well, well, well first let me say this. I, I'm not convinced they've blown their season. You guys know I've oh, got the yeah, Celtics yeah. in seven. And save your stinking olive branch, Nick, right? Because I don't want it. I still believe this well, team is resilient. Yeah, last, night, not, last night, notwithstanding, I've seen them win fourth quarters big against Brooklyn. I've seen them win a, a fourth quarter big in Milwaukee just a few days ago. Down seven, entering the fourth quarter, about to go down 3-1, and they come back and win. So I do have faith. I know it looks bleak. I know some people have jumped off the bandwagon. I, we'll see who they are in a, about uh, three minutes, two minutes. Uh, but I'm not jumping off the bandwagon. All right? I still got the Celtics in seven. I'm giving them a chance to win game six. But, Nick, I'm going to admit this. 
Last night I'm doing the radio show and I'm watching the game and I, I was feeling good, man. Up 14 I bet you were, with 10 minutes left. I announced it on the odd yeah. couple, uh, you know, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio. And I was Obviously. envisioning seven to ten coming on first things first in the morning and gloating and celebrating with my yeah. man Kevin Wilds and throwing it in yeah. your face. I couldn't wait. It was going to be a good happened? night, and they blew it. <laughs> but you know what? When they blew it, Jenna, I I didn't feel that angry. I I mean, I was I was down a little bit. But I wasn't as angry and upset as I thought I'd be because I had to admit the Milwaukee Bucks look great. And as a basketball fan, as a man who likes seeing basketball character, fortitude, uh, tenacity, all of that exhibited, I had to say, you know what? Them boys stepped up. I mean, Marcus Smart made some terrible plays. They couldn't grab an offensive rebound for the, to save their life. Uh, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, a very poor th- uh, three-point shooter, he was shooting 10% from three-point range entering uh, last night's game. Nick, you said it. With a minute or so left, he hits a three-pointer. I got to like that. I'm, even if I'm pulling against you, I'm like, yo, dude, he's showing it. All right? And, and Drew Holiday who struggled. He shot 33% in this series. Now it might be up to 34, 35 after last night. Didn't shoot well last night either. Comes up with a huge defensive play on the defensive player of the year. Two of them, in Multiple. fact. I had to give him love. And down big, didn't buckle. So I, yeah, the Celtics did some things, Wilds, that'll tick you off. But I'm going to give the Bucks the credit for coming back last night and showing that basketball heart that that men of my generation really appreciate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm in, I'm glad, Broussard, that you are so above the fray and just are able to enjoy the thrill of victory while I'm down here in the agony of defeat. Obviously, the Celtics <laughs> lost this game. It was an epic collapse that is going to haunt them for years to come. Here's the proof of why it was an epic collapse. First That's of all, correct. offensive rebounds. Man, you've got, a, you, uh, you've got the advantage on offensive rebounds. The Bucks got seven offensive rebounds. The Celtics got one. You're just, that's an effort thing. That is a concentration thing. Quarter. That is you not playing your game. Here's, in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, you're right, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Good, good teamwork there, you and me. Unlike me and Versailles, while I'm in agony, and he's like, no, it was a good game. Thank you, Nick. Here's the other part of it. Three-point shooting. In the game, the Celtics shot 31 threes. How many threes did they take in the fourth quarter? You know what? Keep your foot on the gas pedal. Let's win. Let's. They shot zero. The last time that happened, zero three-point attempts in the fourth quarter wow. was 2012. It hasn't happened in 10 years. Wow. Celtics just not playing their game. And to drive this home, Nick, on how bad this is, so I think the Celtics fans are like feeling themselves a little too much. And I'm going to just put down your Dunkin' yep, Donuts, right. Mochaccino, and listen to this, because yep. this is going to hurt your feelings a lot. Giannis is Tom Brady. 
He's obviously the best player. And no matter what anyone does, we are not going to be able to get through him. And the Celtics fans were able to ride that Tom Brady train no matter what happened. We've got Tom Brady. It's no big deal. Are we missing guys just like Giannis is missing? Doesn't matter. We've got Tom Brady. We will always win. That is what is going to happen for the future of the Celtics and Giannis. Never beating Giannis. Nick, I, I don't think it's ever – you got the defensive player of the year. You got an ascendant so team. got a yes. new coach. Everything's feeling hot yes. in 2022. It's in, yeah. And he doesn't have middle Can I give a bright side, though? It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. On, on, on the bright Brady. side, listen, Boston fans don't like me. I understand that I've earned that. But let me help you out this morning, Boston fans. At least – you know what it's like. You're prepared for it because it's the same thing you had to deal with LeBron for a decade. Oh, my goodness. Welcome back. Just a taller, a different version of LeBron. The wall you're going to run into every single year. And, Brew, you can can say he's being hyperbolic. However, think about it under this context. What if I mentioned round two last year against the Nets? If the Nets had won that series, as compromised as they were, before the Bucs had won a title, we were already talking about it. The question is, oh my God, how are you, if you're not going to beat them now, how are you ever going to beat them? If you can't beat the Nets when Harden's on one leg and Kyrie's out, then how are you ever going to get through them? Well, that's the situation the Celtics now find themselves in. If you can't beat the Bucs now, when you have been the best team in the league since January 1st, You just played a perfect series against Brooklyn. Chris Middleton's not there. Al Horford is having an out-of-body experience, playing the best basketball of his career at 35. Then what are you going to do? And the answer is never. You have home court advantage. You're up big. All of it, Brew. Brew, you know what? I lied. Last chance. Olive branch extended. (laughs) Brew, come on. Grab a hold. Grab a hold. Come over here. Give it to him. Last chance to be right. Give it to him. He, that's on, the I'm Benedict out. Arnold. Give Wiles it to him. Needs it. He's not only jumped. No, he's not back. only jumped off the bandwagon for this series, but for this decade. My goodness, Wilds, what is yeah, up? Yeah. God, he's right. This, he's this right. is inexplicable. I can't Ooh, believe. Man. I'm not even in New Englander, and I'm rolling with the Celtics. <laughs> More than you. Undisputed keeps the conversation going. Next, see you guys.